Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 150. It's time for a break. So this is a quick little kind of an announcement um, episode, and I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break from the podcast. So you won't hear from me actually for the rest of 2021. I will be back in January and ready to share teaching tips and strategies and, 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 you know, motivation, hopefully advice, you know, some of the trials that we face as teachers and all of the above. I hope that you will join me. And if you're subscribed, you will know exactly when I'm back. And if you're not, then you'll just have to search and see. And <clears throat> hopefully you will, you will come back and, we will both take a little bit of a break from the podcast. So I have a few little quick things to, to tell you, and that will be a wrap for 2021. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey. Okay. So, first of all, I like I said, I'm going to be taking a little break. And, you know, sometimes when you're trying to do so many things and create resources to help serve teachers and to also, you know, deliver informative emails weekly and show up in all different locations and podcast, it sometimes feels overwhelming. So I have thought that I have a lot of past podcast episodes that you can listen to that go over specifically like being thankful and, you know, Thanksgiving times types of things during the year and Christmas and Christmas break and all of that. And so I felt like maybe I would, you know, lead you to some of those previous podcast episodes and you can take a listen to those kind of like when you're when you're a show that you watch on TV starts having reruns that's what I feel like a little bit so maybe we'll focus on some of those and then we'll get back to a fresh new one tired teacher on in January so that that's what's happening with this so I will be taking a little bit of a break but I did want to share my wishes for you for the rest of the year I know that right now teaching is really difficult and one of the things that's so hard is that we just constantly keep having things piled on our plate over and over and over again and it's a lot and I was ha recently having a conversation with my friend who was talking about how she was spending her whole entire weekend grading papers and I was getting so frustrated and I'm like why do you have to grade all those papers and she's like I have to have nine grades you know for each subject for each quarter and I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. And it might have even been like nine for a progress report, which is like half of the thing. I don't remember which one is right. Either way, it just seems excessive, especially if you are doing standards-based grading, which most, at least primary classes are doing. I don't know if we've trickled or gone up to the intermediate classes or if we're still doing like old-fashioned grading where we're taking an average. But in standards-based grading, we don't want to take the grading, the, the average. We want to look at how a student is progressing along the standard. 
and we want to see how they're doing. So we might have some checkpoints to check in and then, you know, we might keep track of that. But when the child has mastered the standard consistently, we can say, okay, this is where they are. This is where they are. This is where they're meeting the, the, the standard. They're meeting the expectation. And in my district, we would call that a three, that they're meeting the standard. And we might say if they're just, you know, they're on their way, but they haven't quite grasped it, we might say that they're a two. And if they are are really like struggling with it and and they don't have a clear understanding we might say they're a one and if they're exceeding that that standard and they're exceeding the expectations they're they're their their thinking is above and beyond we might say that that's a four now some people will say they have to be a whole grade level ahead to be a four and that is not how I interpreted it I don't interpret it as being if I have a second grader they're thinking on a third grade level I I just maybe extended into if they're able to give me, you know, they're able, let's say I'm talking about asking and answering questions. And I might say if they're able to ask three deeper level questions that indicate that they have a solid grasp or understanding, then that might be a three, they're meeting that expectation. But if they're able to give four or five, then they're exceeding the minimum, they're they're exceeding what they need to have met it. So you know, you have to talk amongst your team about what best works for you all and what you know, you consistently agree on upon that. But it's just something to think about. So I don't think we need to have nine assignments. So one of the things I say as a time saving tip, and I actually talk about that in my email this week that is going out, um, that actually went out last week, then you will see that I gave three tips on how to save time grading. And one of them was to stop grading so much. We don't need to grade that much. Like that's crazy, especially pages and pages of work. That will take you forever. So uh, what I used to do is I would take specific assignments and those would be the things that I would grade. And the rest of it, I would just go check, 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 check. And sometimes I'd even have a student helper that just put a check at the top. I feel like putting a check at the top indicates to the student that they that you looked at it and indicates to the parents that you looked at it, but you're not giving them a grade. So you, you're not and you may not, they may not know exactly which one is going to be the graded one. Although I do like to go over criteria in advance with students so they know what to expect and how to best meet that criteria and what, and what that looks like. And so I created these standards-based assessment graphic organizers that do that for each of the reading comprehension standards in second grade. And it has a student-friendly rubric on the front, which we go over in advance, and then they can add, we can add you know, student input to it. So they are very well aware of what they're doing. I think that is the fair way of actually assessing a person. So that's something to think about. So I do that. Another thing I do is that sometimes like, especially in math, I would have them do like four problems so I can understand, maybe five, I could understand how well they understood something and then they would have a checkpoint. They would come to me with their math book. I check over, I might give them a grade for that. And then I'd send them on their way. I'm grading at school where I should be grading. And then my other favorite little um, time saver is exit tickets. It can just be a really focused, specific standard that I'm doing a quick assessment on with an exit ticket. And then I can make a pile of yes, they got it. No, they didn't. And these no, they didn't are going to be my small groups that I pull. And now I've got that figured out. So that's just a, a simple time, a time saver tip. Hopefully that helps a little bit. I've been trying to do some, you know, content-based emails to help teachers, and I'm hoping that that does help you. So if you are not on my list and you're going to miss out, I'm not going to stop my emails, then hop on over to trinadebrieteachingandlearning.com. There's a pop-up that that invites you to a free masterclass for Makerspace. It's a replay. Sign up for that. 
watch the watch that if you choose you're on my list automatically i have a couple of other places inside my website where you can join and once you're on my list you'll get those weekly updates so that's one thing and then the other thing is i want to tell you to enjoy enjoy halloween it's going to be crazy Try to enjoy it as much as you can. Try to have fun with your kids. And then in the, in the month of November, try to remember some of the things that you are feeling grateful for and practice gratitude. I have a gratitude journal that I think is so powerful for kids and even for us. And I keeping track of things I'm grateful for helps me focus on the things that make me happy. And it's easy to look at the things that are difficult. And I'm not saying pretend like they're not there because I believe in feeling your feelings. And I know times are tough. They're very tough. It's just a way for us to remember some of the things that we can be grateful for. So just keep that in mind. And then I'm wishing you a very Merry Christmas. And I hope that you have a wonderful end of 2021. And I will see you in 2022. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight.